podcast for hairdressers. What is up, you guys? And welcome back to the Just Jay-Z podcast. It is your boy, Stu, here. And it's just me today. Today, I am currently coming to you live from my mom's closet. I've set up a little recording studio in here, and I'm just going to be podcasting my little heart out. Um, It is currently Thanksgiving Day, so I'm feeling very thankful, kind of reflecting on everything that I've done this year, how I'm thankful for my job, how I'm thankful for the people in my life, how I'm thankful for my family, and I'm really just thankful to be home right now. Um, Since I've been home, I've ran into a few people who have asked me like, what are you up to these days? Just people I haven't seen since before I even went to beauty school. And I kind of had to like tell them my story in a way. So it just had me thinking. And I was like, you guys, a lot of people don't know my story. They just know I'm this guy that started working at Jay-Z. So I thought it would be kind of interesting if I came on today, gave you an in-depth version of Stu's story. Um, Jesse did a podcast like this a few episodes back and I loved it. It's such a good episode. Make sure you guys have checked that one out. But today it's going to be about me. Just the way I like it. All things revolving around me. (laughs) Just kidding. But um, most of you guys know how I kind of got a job at Jay-Z. So I'm just going to be diving a little bit more in depth with that story. So if you're interested in listening to this podcast, make sure you buckle up, grab your popcorn, whatever it is you need, your guilty pleasure. For me, I've got my Diet Coke with lime, and we'll go ahead and get this party started. All right, you guys. So, diving into Stu's story, little baby Stu, he grew up in Alabama. Alabama is all I've known my entire life. Um, I lived literally born and raised, just a little southern boy, just a southern boy. Like, you can play the Dukes of Hazard theme song. Um, that would describe my life. <laughs> um hard to believe, but I'm really redneck at heart. I always tell everyone in a class, if you can't understand me or know any, or you're just like, what the heck is this guy saying? Just let me know because sometimes my redneck comes out and it is hard to understand me. I start slurring. I forget how to enunciate, but little Stu grew up in Alabama. And when I was growing up, my parents have always been divorced. I don't have any memories of them actually ever being together. My parents got divorced whenever I was four years old. And since then, that's all I've ever known. I mean, I don't have any memories from three or younger. So growing up, having divorced parents was all I knew. So the majority of the time I was with my mom, maybe like once or twice a month, I'd go to my dad's house for the weekend. But most of the time I was with my mom. And that's kind of how... I started to love hair so much. See, my mom's a cosmetologist. My grandma's a cosmetologist. My aunt's a cosmetologist. Like, my stepsister does hair. Literally, like, four of my cousins do hair. When I tell you doing hair is in my blood, I mean it. So, growing up, I was with my mom majority of the time, who was a single mom. And growing up, like, after school, I would go to her salon. During the summers, I would spend them at her salon. Anytime that she couldn't watch me, that I wasn't in school, I was at the salon. Um, you wouldn't walk into All-in-One Salon, and All-in-One Salon is what it was called because it had everything in one. Um, you can get your hair done. They did everything hair, manicures, pedicures. They had a tanning salon. Um, they had an aesthetics room with like a facial machine that I'd always try to work and I can never figure it out. But then when it started steaming, I would get like so scared growing up and feel like I broke it. Um, but yeah, they had everything. So all in one. And if you went into all in one, you expected little baby Stu to be in there. Before Stu Styles was born, he was little baby Stu at all in one. 
I would sweep hair, wipe down the windows, mix color, wash people's hair, like clean bowls, like you name it. If I could do it, any kind of task, I was there. And I work with a lot of assistants today and I say, I've done my time as an assistant. I've assisted my mom my entire life. And then I've assisted people in my salon that I work at today. And so now it's time for me to get some help. (laughs) Um, I would do everything from answering the phones. Like if you basically, you just didn't go to all in one without seeing Stu. And I feel like growing up in the salon played a big, big part of me wanting to do hair, but I never really knew that I wanted to do hair. Also growing up, I have an older sister named Haley. She is currently 28 years old. She has a little girl named Carly Grace, and she is freaking just precious. She has the cutest glasses ever. She always has a big bow in her hair. And then she has a little boy named Walker, and he is like all boy. Like, he wants to climb. He wants to yell at you. And those are my nieces and nephews from my older sister. And then I have a younger brother, and his name is Ty. He's currently seven years old. So we're 15 years apart. So my sister's six years older than me. And then my little brother's 15 years younger than me. He is trouble. That is the best way I know how to describe him. He says when he grows up, he wants to be a YouTuber cowboy and maybe do hair on the side like his brother and his mom. When it comes to YouTube, he loves YouTube. He, and honestly, I think he'll be a huge YouTuber one day because he will, he'll call me and be like, hey, you should do a video about this because it'll be interesting. And then I'm here home for the week. So he'll be like, hey, I brought you this um, ball of cotton that I grew with my dad because my stepdad's a farmer. And he was like, I, t- I got all this cotton for you to do a YouTube video about it because did you know clothes are made out of cotton and cotton is very interesting. A lot of people don't know that th- a lot of these facts about cotton. So I think you should do a YouTube video since you're an educator to educate them about cotton. And I was just like, you're so freaking cute. And I'll find, oh my God, the best is when I'll find videos on his iPad or my mom will send them to me and be like, my mom texted me the other day, for example, and she was like, Ty's got to stop watching your videos because I found this on his iPad. And he had set up like this big Hot Wheels arcade thing um, where it was just like all these little loop-de-loops that the car spins through. I don't even know what it's called, but he was doing like a toy review for YouTube and he was like, he hit every point. He had the intro. Hey guys, welcome to my channel. He talked about the toys, putting it together, the pros and cons. Um, one time he like pushed the little car through the loop-de-loop and it broke. And he was like, oh my God, that was an epic fail, you guys. I'll be back after I fix it. And like paused and then went back and fixed it, came back, did an outro. I was like, don't forget to like him, subscribe. So he's actually a better YouTuber than I am. So I hope that gives you a little bit of insight about my older sister and my little brother. Um, also growing up, I went to a very, very, very small high school in elementary school and my graduating class, I think there was less than a hundred people. I think the number was like 93 or 94 or something like that. But that just goes to show you how small my town actually was. And I remember thinking compared to like the other schools in our county, I was like, God, we have such a big graduating class. But now that I know like most graduating classes have like five or six, sometimes like 700 or 800 people in their classes, it kind of makes me laugh just because it's like, It's funny, like, that's all I knew, small town boy. I thought it was funny, you guys, because I asked my mama, I said, 
how would you describe me growing up? I'm doing this podcast. I really want to have your little input in it. And she said, growing up, you would love to make people laugh. You would love to go places and you loved going camping and anything to do with the water. She said, and you always said you wanted to be either two things, famous and rich. We'll look at you now. (laughs) And I thought that was kind of funny. So growing up in my small little town with my small little high school, (laughs) I literally, it's all I knew. I was just a small town dude, but I always had this big city attitude about me. One of my best friends, her name is Bailey, and she has been my best friend since like fourth grade, literally. Um, Something that was always awesome about her is that her grandma was obsessed with Cher. She'd be like, Stu, you are just like that Cher song. You are the small town dude with the big city attitude. So that's where I get that little phrase from, from the Cher song, um, Jesse James. And it used to be in my bio for like years because that's like, literally I was like, one day I'm going to get out of this small town. I'm going to show you guys that I'm somebody. Um, so that was me through high school, I guess you could say. Um, through high school, I was in the closet. I didn't come out of the closet until after high school. So after high school, to catch you up to where I'm at in my life, I was going to community college because that's just what everyone did in my small town. We would graduate high school, you would go there and either you would drop out and go and work somewhere or you would, after two years of doing your basics, you would advance and move off to some like big um, college and just have like the wildest time of your life and go to go off to school. So while I was in school, so I got invited to a party and it was at this guy's house who was gay. And I mean, I didn't care. None of my friends cared. But for me, like I had not come out of the closet yet. So I was just like, ooh, let's go. And so me and my friend showed up. It was at his house. His mom was out of town for the weekend, I'm pretty sure. And He um, just had this party, and I ended up getting really drunk and staying over there. But I just ended up staying in the guest bedroom. Nothing too juicy about that happened. But the next day when I woke up, I actually, we like exchanged numbers. And then he was just like, just text me when you get home so I know you're safe. And I was like, okay, thanks for letting me crash here. I'm an idiot. And so after that, I texted him that I had gotten home. And like it kind of just started opening up a conversation about like just who we are and this and that. And my whole life, I had already I always knew that I liked guys, but it, growing up, like being gay, you kind of like feel one way, but you're kind of taught to feel another way, like in movies, like it's always a boy and a girl or like in the Bible, it's always, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, you know what I'm saying? So me, I was in the closet, but knowing that I like guys was just like eating up this attention from a guy who was gay. I, he was freaking hot, like probably the hottest guy I've ever talked to to this day. We just, but basically we just ended up getting to know each other and we had a mutual friend and I had a class with one of these friends at the college and she texted me one day whenever I was at work because whenever I was in community college, I worked at a bank, believe it or not, I was a banker at one point. Um, but while I was at the bank, she ended up texting me and saying, Hey, I keep seeing that you're texting so-and-so. Can I ask like what's going on with that? Because he's not, he won't like, let me see your messages or let me know what you guys are talking about. And I was like, Oh, like he was just nice. Let me stay there the other night because I was drunk at his house. I mean, nothing's going on. We just like text a little bit here and there. And she was like, really? Because the party was like a month and a half ago and y'all still text 
all the time. Like if we're in class, I see him texting you. If we're out to eat at night, I see him texting you. If we're studying together, I see him texting you. So like, what? What's the deal? Like, what's up? And initially I just panicked because then I was like, oh my God, people know. People know that I'm gay. I'm going to have to run and cry or hide or never talk to him again. Or I'm going to have to move far off and like just go and hide and live under a rock like Patrick Starr, like anything. I was freaking out. And thinking about it, it's just like so sad that like coming out is even a thing. If we could just live in a world where people didn't have to like come out of the closet or like tell people how they feel or like explain, oh, I understand that you are a girl who's attracted to guys or you're a guy that's attracted to girls. But guess what? I'm a guy that's attracted to guys. And I, there's nothing I can do about that besides just like live my truth. Like, why does this have to be a thing? Like, why do I have to explain myself? Like straight people don't. So I don't see why I have to. I knew I had two options and that was to deny it and never talk to this guy again and just be like, what the heck are you talking about? I never text you and just delete the messages off my phone or I could just like come out of the closet and live a much happier life essentially. So I decided to come out of the closet. So I ended up, I would try so hard to tell my mom in person. The first person I ever told was my aunt and she's just like my second mom. I went over to her house and I was like, hey, can I come over and just talk? I miss you and I see you. And I would go to her house all the time. So it wasn't anything super strange. But I went to her house. We sat down, started talking. She was like, so are you dating anyone? Because you have been going to a lot of parties and you've been going out a lot. So like, I just know you're being very social. So like, are you dating anyone? Or is there anyone you like? And I was like, holy shit, I have to tell her. Like, I... Something in my gut was just like, just say it like so nonchalantly. So I said, yeah, I um, do like someone. She was like, well, what's her name? And I was like, well, his name is, and we'll call him. We don't even have to give him a name, actually. And I was like, well, his name is blank. And she was like, she didn't. I just remember like that split moment. Like every the whole world stopped. Everything flows. I was just looking at her. Not an emotion on her face changed. She didn't like twitch or blink or think twice about it. And she just replied and she said, what do you like him? What is he like? And her in that moment, just not making me feel like I was a weirdo or not making me feel like I was wrong in any way that I feel like that moment and that feeling like stuck with me for forever. You can ask anyone in my family. She is my favorite aunt. Um, but that like I can I still like can go back and think of that moment and get chills like telling the story right now oh I just got chills in that moment I just felt like a like she was almost like my security blanket and I just remember busting out in tears crying like oh my god you don't think I'm weird like you don't think I'm wrong you're not gonna tell me like this isn't right like that's what I was expecting at least and she just like took me as who I am and that was the first time in my life, like as an openly gay person, I guess, that I just felt like accepted and loved. And I don't even know if I've ever told her how much that moment like meant to me because I don't know. It was just a very special moment, you guys. And so then I was like, I've told my favorite aunt, so I've got to tell my freaking mom, right? So I, my mom would work really late. She was a single mom and she had already remarried to my stepdad at this point. And I was like, okay, I know I want to do it when me and my mom are alone and I don't want my stepdad around for this, but I do like, I have to tell her in person. So 
for a week straight, a solid seven days, you guys, I would go to her house after work because I wasn't living at home anymore. I was in, I was working at the bank and going to community college, just being like an adult. But I remember going to her house every single day after work, every single day. And for a solid seven days, my stepdad would be there and I didn't want to do it in front of him or she would come home from work super, super late. And then I'd be like, hey, can we talk? And she was like, as long as it's nothing too crazy, just like saying that as a phrase, because I've just had such a long day and then I'd be scared to tell her. So I was at work the next week and I was like, I've tried to tell my mom so many times. And my friend that are my mutual friend between me and the guy that I was kind of talking to text me again. And she was like, are you not going to talk to me? Because all of this happened in like 24 hours. She had texted me. I went home, told my aunt and, and then tried to go and tell my mom for a few days. And I could never get the right opportunity to tell her. I just, she texts me. I start freaking out again. I was like, I have to tell my mom now while I'm at work. Yep. You heard it right. I'm at work. So I text my mom and said, BTW, I'm gay. And I put my phone in my desk drawer at the bank and locked it. And I locked my phone in that desk. And I remember I I'm going to be so busy the rest of the day. I have made myself like a task list of like little things, like even like organizing paper clips, like putting this file here, like sweeping and vacuuming the floor. I made like such a undoable to-do list. So I wouldn't run out of things to do between my shift at the bank. So I knew like from the time I text her to the time that I um, got off work, I would be so busy. I won't have to worry or look at my phone. So I just locked it in my drawer. And, but before I actually didn't, let me not forget this part. This part is so funny. So I, (laughs) so before I locked it in the drawer, she replied and said, are you being for real? Like FR question mark. And I remember I replied with my bitmoji, (laughs) like my, my little, yeah. Like, you know how you used to create bitmoji and they have them like on Snapchat still. I replied with my bitmoji going, yes, like Y A S S S S S. And then I locked my phone in the drawer and I was like, I can't do it. I can't talk to my mom. My mom, I have to finish work. And so then locked my phone in the drawer, started doing all these stupid tasks that have nothing to do. Like that's not actually even being productive at all. And I, (laughs) and I get a call at the bank. And this call, and they were like, Stu, you have a call online, whatever. So I answer the phone. I'm like, People South Bank, because that was the name of the bank I worked at. I was like, People South Bank, this is Stu. And it was my mom. And she was like, listen. And I was like, mom, I cannot do this at work right now. I cannot do it. And she was like, listen, your cousin actually got into a car accident. And he's being like lifelighted to the... Atlanta hospital and he is not doing too good. And so this happens right after I come out of the closet. So I'm thinking, Oh my God, this is all my fault. I am such a mess up. I'm such a screw up. Like I put this energy out in the universe and this is how the universe is repaying me. Like I've almost killed my cousin. And throughout that, not that I'm thankful that that happened at all, but that kind of did like cover up me coming out. So I feel like it would have been more of like a, Oh, Sue came out of the closet or something like that. But essentially between that kind of like cushioning it in a way, even though that sounds terrible to say, and I'm not saying I'm glad that happened by any means, but he's totally fine today and he's doing better than ever. But between that and all of my family just being basically like 
we know we were just waiting for you to tell me that was my um coming out story for the most part because my mom ended up I didn't really have to come out to anybody else after I came out to my mom and my aunt because my mom just sent out a group text and was like by the way Stu finally came out of the closet because apparently just everyone knew and they were waiting on me to say something so that is my coming out story whether it is as interesting as you thought or not but after I came out for some while I was still at the community college I ended up not talking to this guy anymore, even though I just knew he was the one. Um, it's always the first person you really like, isn't it? That's going to be like your soulmate. Well, I'm not in this case. Um, so while I'm in community college, I actually drop out one time. And then because I was just really confused and I was like, why am I going to school? I don't have anything that I want to do. There's nothing really here for me. So like, what do I want to do? Do I want to go to school for to be a teacher. I've always wanted to be a teacher or do I want to go to school to be a banker because I kind of enjoy working at the bank. I I love the people that I work for. So I was just kind of torn and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to drop out, take some time off and really focus on what I want to do with my life. So I drop out of school. I'm still working at the bank, still texting boys. Um, And then the next fall, Um, all my friends are kind of wrapping up with their basics and they're like moving off to school. And I was like, Oh my God, I have to do this. I have to like, my friends are moving off. Like I have to go now. Um, so I hurry and enroll back into school, the same classes that I dropped out of because I already knew what was going on. And like three weeks before the semester ended, I was just in the same spot. I was like, why am I doing this? I feel like I'm keeping up with the Joneses. I'm just doing what everyone else in my small town does. I'm just like wanting to go party with my friends. Like I can do that without, trying to do something that I hate because I know like I as a person hate school like book work is not for me I'm very like hands-on learning and whenever it comes to anything like that like you can I can read something 500 times but if you show me how to do it one time done I've got it but so I ended up dropping out of school a second time so woohoo college dropout but um I remember just like going to my mom's salon one day and being like, what the heck am I going to do in my life? And one of the the receptionists had just, um, or she was like, I'm getting ready to move to Florida because I am going to a cosmetology school, like one of the best ones in the country. And I'm going to be moving off just like all my friends are, but I'm going to be going to beauty school. And it was almost like a light went off for me because I've always wanted to do hair, but I didn't want to be like the gay guy that just does hair or I didn't want to be the like just do hair because that's all I know. And like everyone in my family is expected to be a hairstylist. So I but at that moment when she was talking about like I'm moving off for school, um, which is the only reason I was going to college is because I wanted to move off and party with my friends. She was like, um, So she was telling me about her plans and she was going to do X, Y, and Z. And so I was like, you know what? I've got this. I can do the same thing. So I remember the next week I took a day off work and they were like, why do you need that? And I was like, I just need to run some errands, get some things done. Like, I know that sounds kind of stupid, like for taking off work, but like, I just need a day. And they were like, my bank family was so cool. They were like, okay, yeah, go. You You can have your day off. And I drove to Florida to this town called Tallahassee. It's very North Florida. And I made an appointment at the school to tour it. I made like all these appointments at apartment complexes to look at. Um, so I was like touring apartments, toured the school all day long. 
okay? Drive back home, go back to work the next day at the bank. The next day at the bank, I do all the math and I was like, how much money do I have to save up to pay my rent, to pay my car insurance, to pay my car payment, to pay all of my bills, my phone, whatever, um, all my utilities for this apartment. How much would it be every month and how much do I have to save up to send myself to school for a year? And I remember whatever the amount was, I was like, it was like a crazy amount because it was basically me paying for my whole entire life for a year without working. And I was like, okay, this is the number. I have got to save it because within a month I can start school. And when I went and toured the school, they were like, yeah, we have a program starting next month. And I was like, perfect. That's it. Where do I sign? And I signed at the first apartment place that I saw that day. I signed for school to start the next like semester thing that they had going on. So I had literally, I was moving into my apartment. So I literally was going to move to a different state, move into an apartment, move into my beauty or start beauty school all within a month. But I had to save like a few thousand dollars to pay my way. So I started saving every penny, picking up odd jobs, washing cars, like you name it. I was out there doing it. Um, I would do anything for a dollar at this point. Well, not anything, but I, so I just like, remember, I was like, I need this much money and I have to have it. And I remember putting in my two weeks at the bank and they were like, well, what, where, what are you going to do? Cause I'd worked there for two years, the two years that I was like on and off in community college and like right after high school. And they were like, well, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm going to go to beauty school. And I feel like they kind of laughed and they were like, no way. And I was like, no, I am. And they're like, you don't want to do that. And I was like, yeah, I do. Like I, here's all I know. Um, I can move off, have that college experience I want. And then like, I'll kind of always have wanted to be a teacher too, because that's what I was going to community college for. Um, so I can just teach beauty school one day. And they were like, okay, good luck to you. And I remember two days before my two weeks was up, I saved exactly enough money as I needed exactly to the penny. So I had two extra days of work that I could just use that money for, for whatever. And I remember at this time I was saving money, working a ton, like bringing lunches to work. And I'd never done that. I always would eat out. Um, like anything I could cut costs anywhere I could save a dime. I was doing it. And at the same time I was like running around looking for cute stuff for like apartment and bedding and like photos and like things to hang on the wall and like TVs. And I was like, I'm taking all this stuff from my room instead, mom. I don't have time to spend money on anything from my room. I'm just going to take my room and move it to Florida. And she was just like, whatever. So this time I am in Florida and I'm starting beauty school. And most of you guys already know kind of my story of how I met Jesse and how I got on the team. But basically we would go to school every day after I had started and they would say, okay, today we're going to learn a full highlight. So we're going to watch Jesse's video on a full highlight. Okay, today we're going to learn about color theory. So we're going to be watching Jesse's video on color theory. All right, you guys, your homework today is to go home and watch Jesse's video on color theory because we're going to be talking color theory this entire week. And so basically, I found out who Jessie was by just going to school and my teachers loving to play her YouTube videos to instruct us instead of them instructing us, I guess. But and so a few like weeks or months into school, I ended up finding Jessie on Instagram and I was like, oh my God, it's that YouTuber we watch all the time at school. Like I have to follow her because she's like actually like so put together, like well-spoken, like I think she's kind of like a badass, like look what she's doing. So I started following her on Instagram and I remember she followed me back and I was like, whoa, like I'm somebody like I'm so cool. Like you can't tell me shit right now. Like I was the coolest guy in cosmetology school because Jesse followed me back and I don't think she followed anyone else back in my class. 
Not saying that to be like, meh, just saying that to be like, whoa, I'm special, I guess. But I'm not really. But I remember we just started replying to each other's stories. And she was like, where are you located? And I was like, oh, no, no. I posted a story and I put Florida in it as my location. She was like, oh, my God, I'm coming to Florida in two months. I'm giving you a ticket to the class because I just want to meet you. And literally, we have only ever replied to each other's stories. And I was like, okay, perfect. And it was the first certification for hair extensions, like the first beaded web certification of its time when it came to Jay-Z. So we started, um, I started, so I was like so excited. Like I told everyone in school, I was like, yeah, no biggie, but Jesse invited me to come to her class. Like, don't be jealous, you guys. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like I was being so annoying about it. And everyone in school probably hated me for that. But I remember thinking I was so cool. And I remember um, going to buy like an outfit like for it. Like I, I was like, this is my time. Like I am going to shine. Like I saved up money so I could buy a cute outfit for this class. And like since she gave me a ticket for free, like I um, saved up enough money to give her like a little gift basket just to say thank you. Um, and so I end up going to the class since I didn't have a ticket to the class, I never got like an email or instructions or anything. So I showed up to the class. Um, a girl that was working there at the time was like, oh yeah, the class starts at nine. Well, no, the class starts at 12, like they still do to this day. So I show up like at eight 30 trying to get a good spot. And I walk in the salon. And I'm like, hi, I'm here for the class. And I was like, whoa, I am here early. I'm going to have the first pick of the chairs. And the girls that were working at the salon who were like hosting the class were like, hey, um, the class doesn't start for like four hours or however many. They're like, it starts at 12 and it's 8.30. And I was like, no way. There's no way. Like, And I just couldn't believe that I had showed up four and a half, almost five hours early before the class. So I just had to sit around because the class was in Orlando and I lived in northern Florida in a little town called Tallahassee. So I really didn't have much to do besides wait around for him because it was such a drive. I think it was like a three and a half hour drive. So I'm just waiting around. I go to Starbucks and then we do the class. The first day was a color class and it was so awesome. So it wasn't anything hands-on. And the second day was the extension certifications. So the first ever beaded web extension certification class I took, that class I bombed it. I was the worst one at the class, and I always tell everyone, especially the students today, I'm like, if I can go from being the worst one in my class to being an educator today, that just goes to show that practice makes perfect, and you freaking got this. So after we went to, so after the class, we ended up going to dinner that night, and we just had like a fun time. I was just like cracking jokes, and like we all just like really seemed to get along good, and then I went back to my way to Tallahassee. The Jay-Z team went back to Utah, and that was it. I was like, well, that was cool to meet Jesse, um, but that's all. I mean, like, I never thought anything else of it. So we just, like, stayed in touch over Instagram, kind of kept replying to people or kept replying to each other's stories like we used to, and then she had told me at that dinner that night after the class that they were opening up a third salon. And it's going to be their third location. It's going to be humongous. It's in this 15,000 square feet building. And like I had made like a Instagram friends with a few of the stylists there. And so they were telling me um, about how excited they were. They were all posting about it. And I was like, you know what? 
to pay Jesse back for giving me a free ticket. I'll come out and surprise her for the grand opening and it'll be awesome. So I came out and surprised Jesse for the grand opening of Jay-Z three, which is the building that we're in now. And it is just so freaking fabulous. Um, I came out to Utah for a week and I just worked in the salon and worked the grand opening and me and, uh, we went and got tattoos and like just made more memories. And it was just like, I don't know, this is crazy because I obviously I felt like I knew everyone because of just Instagram and like kind of knowing people's personalities from, I guess what I've seen online. But at the same time, I've never like clicked or just like got along with someone so easy in my life. And like everyone that was in this Utah gang, everybody who's a part of the Jay-Z crew, like even the stylist. And I remember our manager now, her name is Asia. It was her first day as the receptionist. Um, so the, the week that I was there was her first week. So she had never worked without me. And I remember her telling me, it's so weird that you're leaving because I'm so used to you being here. It's going to be like so weird. And I was like, ha ha, I'll be back. And so did the grand opening. It was super fun. I got my Utah tattoo there. And so then I um, ended up going back to Tallahassee, wrapping school up. And it was about a month before school wrapped for me. So I was about a month out from finishing my hours. And so Jesse sends me a message and she's like, Hey, we're coming back to Florida for premiere Orlando. And for you guys who don't know what that is, that is just a hair show. That is just this huge convention of all things hair, like Framar, Joyco, Olaplex. Everyone's there. Um, everyone who's anyone in the hair world, I guess, is at this convention show. They do there's like all these hair influencers like Guy Tang and Larissa Love doing classes and like it just goes on and on. It's a really awesome thing. Jesse was texting me telling me that they got a booth there and that it was going to be so much fun that they couldn't wait for it. And they were like, we have this huge booth. So like, will you come and work it? And I was like, heck yeah, I'm down. So I ended up um, taking like a leave of absence from school because if we missed more than two days, we had to when going down to a um, Orlando again, where we met and then working the hair show, nothing too crazy happened, but it was just like, we did so much fun stuff. Like every time we saw each other the first time in Orlando, when I took the class, we went out to eat and just had the best time. The second time was in Utah and like we, they were just showing me around Utah and we were doing all these Utah things and it was so fun. And now, um, it's our third time hanging out and it's in Orlando. We're going to Disney world, like just creating all these freaking great memories that would be like great memories for anybody. But it was just like special because I mean, here's these people that I look up to that I've seen for all this time while I was in school that I watch on social media, like YouTube and Instagram. But here they are like just being nice people to me and I'm getting to like spend time with like the people that I idolize and look up to. And so that week wraps up. And I remember that week going by so fast, like I couldn't even remember like anything from it. I feel like it just flew by. And I um, ended up, it was the last day. I remember the last night that we were staying in the house. The next day I was driving back to Tallahassee and everyone from Jay-Z was flying back home the next day. The night before everyone's flight and travel day that the air conditioning in the house ended up breaking and me and Jesse and another girl that used to work there, we're all sharing a bed and in this like California king bed. And we were upstairs in like the hottest part of the house, I swear to God. And it was so freaking hot that we ended up going downstairs and sleeping on the couch with no blankets or anything, just like laid there bare. And it was just like so hot. And I remember us waking up on the couch the next day 
and everyone had already packed and it was like sad time to leave again. I was like, until our next adventure. And Jesse was like, where are you working after school? And I was kind of like, I don't know. I don't really have any plans. And she was like, just move and work for me. And I was like, haha, okay. So they left and we, they went back to Utah. I went back to Florida. And so I ended up wrapping school up. So about a week before, I would say, I was officially going to like finish my hours for hair school. I called Jesse over FaceTime and I was like, hey girl, I've got a question. And she was like, what? And I was like, I want to know if you're serious about me coming to Utah and work because there's nowhere in Florida I want to work. I don't want to move back and work at my mom's salon or work at like a salon in Alabama. There's nowhere anywhere I've ever been that I want to work. But like, I feel like you said, let me come work for you. And I was like, I know I'll regret it if I don't like seek it out. Are you really down to like hire me? Should I like start to plan to move? And she was like, heck yeah. She didn't ask her family, anyone that works there, anything. She was like, heck yeah, I just plan to come. And I was like, okay. So the next week I ended up graduating cosmetology school and I moved out of my apartment the next day. I went home for like a day to say goodbye to my family. Um, And then the next day I moved to Utah. And so for me, my grandparents ended up taking me out to Utah and I, um, and it took three days in the car and I was just in the backseat the whole time binge watching Sabrina, the teenage witch. And they were doing all the hard labor, like driving and everything. But I literally just packed my entire life into my car. And my grandpa has a truck and he pulled my car behind his truck on like one of those little U-Haul things that pull cars or whatever. And I just rode it out. And for three days, I just sat in that back seat, watched Sabrina and just updated everyone at Jay-Z. Like, I'm this much closer. I'm this much closer. And then I get to Jay-Z. And so now I... um start work at you in Utah. Um, living my best life. There's been a few struggles, which I kind of was thinking about going into on this podcast, but I kind of want to keep this one positive because, Hey, this is my podcast. I can do what I want. And then also I can always do another episode about just like people being negative in the salon, but there ended up being this one experience where, um, a stylist, he was not so very nice to me. Um, I did not have reciprocated feelings for him. And he, I don't, honestly don't think he knew how to handle it. So he ended up making my life miserable for a few months at JC. And I um, took that and I was like, you know what? Instead of trying to be petty back, instead of trying to be a bitch back, like that's the only way I know how to put it. Instead of like fighting fire with fire, I'm going to take this fire and let it light under me and work my butt off because me and him both wanted the same things. We both wanted to educate. We both wanted to do like, you know, just be like the it boy at Jay-Z. And I think a lot of the reason that he didn't like me was because, um, we both wanted the same things and had the same goals. We both eventually wanted to end up educating and we both wanted to eventually end up, you know, just being like, working behind the scenes with Jay-Z, not just being a stylist, but I knew going in, like I remember moving to Utah um, while I was in the backseat riding, um, I made a goal list and I was like, within my first five years at Jay-Z, I want to be able to educate. And it's just really cool to see that everything that I had like had on my checklist for like things I wanted to accomplish for the next five years have actually been able to accomplish in the first year. And that's just like, honestly insane to me. You might hear my little brother screaming in the background, but what can I say? I'm home for the holidays. Happy Turkey Day. (laughs) 
But um, I feel like the stylist really just had it out for me because we wanted the same things. We had the same goals. I was working really hard to achieve those. And I think that personality does have a lot to play with it whenever it comes to being in like an educator position or a position of anything where you're in a room full of people and like, obviously you need to like entertain them and know how to like be respectful of their time and like make sure you're not big headed or anything like that. But I think that it really just came down to me getting opportunities because I worked for them really hard and because I treated people nicely and I'll leave it at that. But it's crazy to see now kind of like what I was saying that I literally just like am living my dream. Like I remember being that boy in school and like watching Jesse's vlogs with my classmates and being like, wouldn't that be the dream one day to just travel and teach classes? Like Jesse's got it made, huh? And it's just so fun. Like who wouldn't want to do like blondes and like lived in colors and hair extensions? Like that would just be the dream to have the dream clientele, to have the dream job, to get to travel, get to go to all these places, to like just basically have it all. And it's really crazy when I think about it, especially on days like today or like when I come back home and kind of like tell people I haven't seen in a while what I'm up to. It's just insane to think like, holy freaking shit, like that's me. I'm doing what like when I was in beauty school, sitting there like idolizing Jesse and like her team and all they did, like that's freaking me now, dude. Like I am doing that. That's, ugh. I don't even know how to explain it. Like it doesn't make, I, people say, what did you do to get to where you're at? And I'm like, I literally do not know. I don't know what I did to deserve this. I don't know what I've done to like seek this out. I mean, like I went for it. Like I called her and I was like, can I really have a job? And she was like, sure. But besides that, it's just crazy to me because now there's kids in beauty schools watching me. I'm like wanting to do what me and Jesse do every day. Or like there's people following me and they're like, you know, I love you. Like I want to come out in shadow. And it just like shows like hard work and like pays off. And not only like if you can dream it, you can freaking do it. Like I always say, just work hard for anything that you want. And even though I didn't, I just was working hard. Um, and I'm really just a believer in like what you put out in the universe is what you get because like, I just worked hard these past few years and I've gotten everything that I've wanted, even though it's been a few bumps in the roads, but I haven't let it get me down yet. It hasn't completely destroyed me, but everything has worked out the way it needed to, I guess. And it has been an amazing journey. Jesse and her family and everyone at Jay-Z just treat me like gold. They're really appreciative of everything I do. They always make sure that I feel appreciated and taken care of. I couldn't ask for a better work life. Um, today, like, you know, I'm getting to do fun stuff. Like I have the podcast where I can connect with you guys and I have the, um, and now I'm doing YouTube and I've been on Instagram for a while and I have the best friend group and the best support system out in Utah. And then I also have my like real family, my biological family out in Alabama. And like, they're just rooting for me on and like, I don't know. It's just crazy to see that that little boy that like sat behind his mom's chair and like cleaned color bowls and swept hair is really out here being the small town dude with the big city attitude. So that is it for me. Um, I guess we can do peaks and pits. All right, let's talk peaks and pits. So as far as my peak of the week, it is probably going to be being home with my family for sure. I can't 
describe to you. Like, I've literally tried to come home six freaking times. One, like, three times canceled because of COVID. One time the airport, had, or there was an earthquake in Utah and the airport got flooded because um, the pipes burst from the air, from the earthquake. But And then another time my family actually ended up getting COVID, so I couldn't come home and see them because I would just end up getting the virus or I would come and not be able to see them. So my, my peak of the week by far is just being home with my family this week. It has been the best and it's been the worst. Me and my sister and mom, we all still butt heads just like all times, but I've missed it so much. Um, I actually gave my mom a makeover, which is insane to me. She's had the same hair my entire life. So I bought extensions for her and I gave her a makeover and I filmed a fun video about meeting my Southern family and giving my mom a makeover. So that will be on my YouTube soon. Um, another peak as well. Things are just freaking good this week. Um, another peak as well is that I hit a thousand subscribers on YouTube, which is awesome. So if you're not subscribed to me on YouTube, go ahead and do it. (laughs) Um, that was a big milestone that I wanted to complete before the end of the year. Um, and I finally hit it. So thank you guys. If you're subscribed to me on there over, or thank you guys so much if you're subscribed to me over on YouTube, but if you are not, go over it is Sue Styles with a Z at the end and go give me a subscribe. Um another thing. So as far as my pet, what would be the worst part? Um probably if you want to know truthfully, my pet is breaking out. I do not know what it is, but since I've came home from freaking Houston, I have been constantly breaking out. I don't know if it's from being in the humidity to being dry and then being from the dry in Utah to the freaking humidity of Alabama. But you guys my freaking face will not stop breaking out and it's driving me insane. I want to go. I just want to beat my head against the wall. I've tried different face washes. I've tried face masks. I've tried everything. Cannot figure it out. I need to go to a dermatologist. So the pit of the week is that I can't get my freaking face under control. But you guys won't know if you're following me on Instagram because I'm really good at filters. So <laughs> um, at least I can hide it through filters. Filters are our friends. Am I right? Just to wrap things up. Thank you guys so much for listening to my story. It really does mean a lot. I hope you guys can get to know me a little bit better. You can catch all of our podcast updates over on our Instagram page. It's going to be jzstyles.co. You can follow me at stew.styles with a Z at the end over on Instagram and YouTube. And you can follow Jesse over at just Jesse with four eyes. And then also at jz.styles. You have no idea how much I've missed just being behind the microphone, talking to you guys, doing the whole podcast thing. Right now we're currently planning season two and we have such good episodes. I feel like season one was a lot of trial and error, but season two is going to be freaking better than ever, baby. So stay tuned. It's going to be a lot of me, a lot of Jesse. We're finally getting on the schedule with the podcast. We're going to have our microphones, everything so pro. You guys are going to really enjoy it. I really appreciate you guys listening to this episode and I'll catch you on the next one.